to the Real Marathon Podcast, the podcast where we talk about the best in film each and every week. I'm Rob Carraher. And I'm Danny Carraher. And we have made it to Oscar nomination day. Uh, this is sort of like a Christmas of sorts. Uh, <laughs> we, we spend so much time talking about what could be and talk about the hopefuls and what we don't think is going to be um, nominated. And today we finally got some answers. Um, so now for the next two months, we're just going <laughs> to be talking about what stuff we think could win and talk ourselves out of it at times. And um, yeah. So anyway, uh, today was an exciting day and um, you know, I I was a little bit surprised at some of the stuff that came out, uh, as, as should be expected. It never goes exactly as planned. So uh, I there's some stuff that I liked. There's some stuff that I didn't like so much. Um, there's some stuff that I'm pretty apathetic about, but I know uh, gets some other people excited or uh, really angry about the results. So we're going to talk about all those things rather than going through each category. Um, sometimes the categories end up just as expected and there's just not that much excitement there. Um, we figured today we would talk about uh, some of the things that we like, some of the things we didn't like, and then uh, some of those other surprises that, that came about. Um, so let's start out by talking about what things we liked um, based upon the, the nominations. So, uh, Danny, what was some of the surprises that, that made you happy when you saw that they were included as part of this, uh, these nominees this year? The biggest uh, pleasant surprise of today was Nightmare Alley by far. It uh, got a great um, nomination in cinematography and production design, uh, costume design, and then as in best picture as well. And that uh, I, I might be missing one. It, I, think. I think it had four nominations. Yeah. So that, that. Well, I, awesome. I lost you there for a second. When I saw it in, Can you repeat yourself what you just said? Oh, it, it, I just think that that's awesome because the, uh, it felt like the momentum had been lost for um, Nightmare Alley, and it definitely uh, deserves to be recognized in those categories, too. I think um, at the very least, I was happy to see that uh, cinematography and production design were recognized. I was not expecting um, Best Picture, but I'm sure you're happy about that as well. Yeah, I, I was absolutely thrilled. I know last night I was asking you about some of the things that uh, I really wanted to, to see happen and some of the things that you really wanted to see happen um, that maybe wouldn't happen. I didn't say Nightmare Alley and Best Picture because I had that as my alternate um, and I, I thought that there was a chance that it could sneak in there. And so when it did, I was ecstatic. Like I, I 
really, really was not expecting it to happen. And so when it got into best picture, um, yeah, I was very, very happy. And then, yeah, some of those other uh, categories, I think there was a little bit more expectation that they would be there. Um, it probably would have gotten into some more categories if it had made the short list. Uh, I think that the timing of the short lists coming out for some of those technical categories uh, wasn't great because it, it put uh, nightmare movies like Nightmare Alley that had later release dates at a little bit of a disadvantage mm -hmm. just because people hadn't seen them as much yet. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, it probably could have ended up with a few more had, had that been the case. I was really hoping for a uh, Bradley Cooper uh, surprise in Best Actor, but it didn't happen. Uh, and that's okay. I I am just fine with with it getting a Best Picture nomination instead. Yeah, him getting Best Actor seemed like not not super likely. And when they announced, I actually listened to them announce it on the way to work this morning. And uh, when they announced Best Actor, it was I think exactly the five. So um, no surprises there. Yeah, exactly that five, uh, which, you know, that's great. Um, okay, so while we're still on Best Picture, uh, I also would say that it was pretty a pleasant surprise that Drive My Car made the, the list of 10. Um, Drive My Car is a really good film. Uh, it, it's not, I think for me, the excitement of this is not so much that it's just a great film. I think that it is the fact that they included a pretty small film uh, that, that doesn't have some big production company that's behind it. Uh, it doesn't have some super well-known director um, and it's still managed to make it this far into the 10 nominations um, sort of on word of mouth. Right. I mean, it is interesting because this is a movie that almost nobody in the United States has seen, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, relatively nobody, unless you're part of really, really interested in film. Um, and that's true of a lot of the nomination nominations, really. This, this is a year that there haven't been big movies, but that's also, I think, pandemic that's affecting this as well. On the same note, uh, the getting um, not, uh, nominated for best director is a huge um, win for that as well because I, I think at least it's exciting when you get the a diversity in there and then also the fact that he's from uh, another country and that makes it more exciting yeah the uh, I felt pretty good about driving my car's chances when it was able to pick up both the directing nom and the adapted screenplay nom. Um, it felt like uh, oh, everything was kind of aligning. And so I, I somewhat expected it at that point. I was thinking, oh man, they're gonna, he's gonna get it. They're gonna get it. They're gonna get this one in. So um, yeah, that was really, really uh, exciting to see. Um, otherwise the best picture lineup was kind of as we expected i uh, i if you include my alternate which was nightmare alley um then in you took out tick tick boom i got the 10 right uh which was <laughs> i was a little nervous about putting nightmare alley there i thought that it was 
it was more wishful thinking than anything. And we even talked about that. Uh, so yeah, I, it is a, I feel like nightmare alley being included there significantly makes this lineup of 10, uh, much better. And they, it's kind of weird how that works. Just one movie swapping out can, can really, uh, have an impact on the quality of the, these films. Yeah. And uh, as we were kind of saying is this is a lineup of movies that I more, I pretty much like all of them. I haven't seen um, Belfast or um, King Richard. Um, even though I wasn't like super jazzed about don't look up getting recognized. Uh, I, I still like get it and I understand it and it's not a terrible movie. None of these movies are like a green book. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, none of these movies are, are go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, no. I, 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 yeah. So I, I'm, I'm a fan of the lineup. Good, good, good. All right. So uh, another category that was quite surprising was the best actress category and um three of my favorite performances of this year made it into this category in Chastain, Coleman, and uh Cruz. Uh so Jessica Chastain made it in for the eyes of Tammy Faye. Um Olivia Coleman made it in for The Lost Daughter and Penelope Cruz made it in for Parallel Mothers. And uh, yeah, I was really thrilled that all three of these made it in because if I had a ballot, all three of them would have been on my ballot. Yeah, I, the this is the one that we were saying we're not sure about. And honestly, in terms of who's going to win it, I'm still not sure about it. The other two in the uh, nominations is Nicole Kidman and Kristen Stewart, who at this point had been kind of written off and seemed like she wasn't going to get a nomination. And I'm kind of, you know, I think it's interesting that she did. I think that that is exciting for, for people, but I still feel like she's maybe not the, the best, one of the best performances of the year. Um, I'm, I am totally fine with her being nominated though. Uh, the big suggested snub, but I can't really say whether or not I agree with it is uh, the fact that um, Lady Gaga was not included in this, this list. So I'm kind of curious. So you, what do you think about that? We, neither of us have seen house of Gucci, so it's hard for. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, I was very, very, very surprised. I thought that that was a lock uh, that she was going to make this five. And the fact that she did not um, very, very, very surprising. Uh, and I, I kind of wish that I have already seen it so that I could give a, a few more comments about whether or not I think that this was a deserved snub, um, but I haven't. And so here we are um, because the film did get a nomination uh, down the, down the board. It got, I think actually, I think it got two nominations. Is that right? Um, in some of the technical awards, uh, it, I will end up seeing it but uh yeah I can't say whether or not this really should have been there it sounds like most people feel like maybe it shouldn't have um and so there are a lot of people that are pretty happy that she that she was not included here um but there are a lot of people that are super upset <laughs> that she didn't get included here because I think honestly yeah. you know, into today I, I thought that she was the favorite 
Yeah. I think that that's probably true that she was the front runner. Is that what you said? Yeah. 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 The front runner. Yeah. I think she was the front yeah. runner. Yeah. So the, uh, the, the thing that I, I feel like <laughs> this is kind of sad to say, I don't have a super strong desire to see the movie to begin with. And the fact that she didn't get nominated, the fact that it didn't get nominated for best picture really makes me feel like I'm probably not going to see this movie. <laughs> so if it happens, it happens, but I'm not going to go out of my way to, to watch it. Well, I'll let you know if it's any good and if it's a, a must see. Um, so yeah. Anyway, yeah. I think that, that uh, kind of gets to the point of the best actress category, which was one of the more interesting categories of the day. Um, just because. Can I just say something? Yeah. And we talked about best actress. We had neglected to talk about Jodie Comer's performance in Last Duel. And I know that she was never even really in consideration for Oscar talk. But if I had a ballot, I just want to say that I would uh, nominate her being. Yeah, she would have been on my one of the best. Yeah, she definitely would have been on my ballot as well. I I uh, think that Jodie Comer was absolutely fantastic in the last duel. Um, so yeah, uh, unfortunately, the last duel is one of those films that sadly got no love at all, and so we just got to deal with it. Um, let's let's move into uh, best supporting actor. Uh, I know that it was expected that Troy. Kotzer was going to get nominated but you never know I mean as we saw uh Lady Gaga did not make the cut um and so very easily could have been that Troy Kotzer gets uh knocked out but he made it and I think that is awesome and I really really hope he ends up winning this uh this category I don't know that he's going to um I think that uh Smith McPhee will probably be the the favorite here, but uh, it would be pretty cool to see Kotzer win. Yeah, I'm definitely in the Kotzer boat. I want to see him win. I I would be Smith McPhee win. Um, I would be completely, uh, I don't know, flabbergasted to see J.K. Simmons win. I, I was flabbergasted that he got nominated. Frankly, I feel like. There's a handful of performance, which is honestly Ben Ben Affleck in the last duel, and he got a Razzie for that. So I mean, like it's it's or a nomination, I should say, for the Razzie. But it's a uh, I don't know. I I was not too pleased with the J.K. Simmons nomination. Yeah, I mean that was really really surprising uh, that he got nominated here, um, and yeah, it. it it sucks that some really good performances got left out because of that. Uh, but it's the way it goes. Uh, J.K. Simmons is a big-time uh, actor, and the Academy loves him. So uh, they're going to continue to support him. Um, all right. Uh, how about Jesse Buckley making it in and supporting actress? That was one of the things I wanted to see so bad. Uh, I really, really wanted to see her in here. Um, and that was the very first uh, uh, category that was announced. And she was the very first person. And so I was like, oh, yes, yes. I, I felt like I was off to a really, really good start uh, 
when Jesse Buckley was the first nominee um, of the day. Uh, yeah. yeah, her performance is absolutely incredible. Um, and, you know, I, I hope she wins this category. She's not going to. <laughs> I, I know yeah. she's not, but uh, I, I hope she does. I like this performance better than DeBose's performance. And again, we talked about how we both appreciate what DeBose is doing, but I think that this is more nuanced. And the other thing that I think great about the Oscars in general is it's a really good advocacy uh, um, tool for actors to be like, I'm an Oscar nominated actor, you know, and because she has this nomination and like, are I think moving forward anyway, but like this gives so much more legitimacy to Jesse Buckley as an actor moving forward with the types of roles that she'll get uh, offered and everything else. So I, I'm super pumped that she got recognized here. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. And uh, something that maybe I should we should have talked about with the actress category is that the Academy doesn't seem to care whether or not they nominate actors in uh, Best Picture type films. None of the five that were nominated for Best Actress uh, were in a film they got nominated for Best Picture. Which is, That's interesting. Which, is, which is very interesting. And I haven't gone back to look to see if there's like some trend with that. Um, but I might end up doing that just to kind of out of curiosity, uh, what, what the general rate is of performances that are connected to best picture films um, versus those that they kind of are more solo. Uh, so yeah, I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, Buckley's another performance in there that uh, is not part of a best picture film. Um, and so, yeah, it's nice to see that they are recognizing some of these performances that are great performances in films that maybe they didn't love as much, um, but they can kind of see, see the, there's still something to love about that movie. Um, want to know what I think is, uh, the strangest nomination so far is Judy Dench in Best Supporting Actress. I, for some reason, because, you know, we both are aware of what is being considered. We kind of look at what people are talking about. So, what is not something people were talking about, really. Well, Judy Dench. At, at the very beginning, at the very beginning, when Belfast came out, there was some talk. She was in that. She was in the running to be nominated with uh, Katrina Belf, um, and but then very quickly. Uh, they kind of pushed Dench out of the way and they said, nope, Dench is not going to be that, that uh, performance and we're going to go with Balf. And so like she, it, it didn't even, it didn't even cross my radar um, that she was even going to be in consideration here. Uh, and so, yeah, the fact that she was included, I think it surprised just about everybody um, that, that she, especially that she was on there and Balf was not. Right. And the, it's kind of a testament to just like the, I don't know if you want to say star quality, but like just the, the presence that Judy Dench has and that she wasn't even being campaigned and she got this, you know what yeah. I mean? I yeah. think that's, that's huge. Yeah. I think that that, her name definitely plays a role in that. Um, having seen the film, um, her, her role is definitely more of a supporting role compared to uh, the role that 
Belf, but I like honestly, Belf is almost more of a lead actress role in that film. Um, and so it's kind of maybe that that played a role in it, uh, that people really didn't see it as a supporting um, performance. Uh, the thing about Belf's performance is that it's a little bit more nuanced. Um, Judy Dench, I feel like, has a few more kind of uh, scene stealing um, type scenes uh and it, it it's not that she does anything absolutely amazing it's just that the script is written to really support her character in a way that it doesn't for belf and so yeah i think that 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 probably was one of the most shocking um not necessarily a bad nomination but it was pretty pretty surprising um my final thing that i have on my list of stuff that i like uh, is I love the fact, and I'm going to let, I'm kind of going to kind of expand this, but I love the fact that the Academy nominated Flea in three different categories. Um, I wasn't sure if they were going to do it, uh, but the fact that they recognized it, and it's the first time that's ever happened where you have uh, a nominee in animated, international, and documentary. And I think it's really interesting because those are three categories that often kind of just sit by themselves, at least historically, those three categories, if you get nominated in one of those, that's probably your only nomination. Mm -hmm. And uh, Flea broke that uh, by being nominated in all three. We have seen uh, a few in the past few years where they were nominated in both international and documentary, um, but we haven't seen that, that crossover with animated yet. Um, so that's a huge feat. But I think that says a lot about the direction that the Academy is going. And that gets me really, really excited because when you add in uh, Drive My Car, getting nominated not only in international film, but adapted screenplay and director and best picture. And then you add in uh, The Worst Person in the World, which got nominated in uh, screenplay and uh, also in international. It shows that the Academy is at least being approached about some of these uh, non-English language films and being asked to consider them in more categories than just the international feature category. And so to me, that is super cool. Um, and I'm hopeful that we may get down the line uh, some more inclusion for film, documentary films uh, in some of these other categories, specifically in editing. Um, because I felt like Summer of Soul this year uh, should have been included in the editing category uh, just simply because editing in documentaries is very, very important. And for a documentary, documentary to be great, a lot of times the editing has to be top notch. And so, um, yeah, I am... I, the thing that I like is the fact that the Academy seems to be embracing uh, films that are more interesting and maybe a little outside the box. And uh, we're, we're seeing a, a direction that I think is really, really exciting. I don't know if, it, if this feels true to you or not. And I'm curious to, this is just a kind of spur of the moment observation that I have about this year's nomination is in some ways, this Oscars feels less um, less concerned with the politics of the choices that it's making in in the sense that it is 
it is trying to just kind of celebrate movies that they liked. And uh, yes, people are still campaigning for it. And there's that aspect, but I, I don't get the sense that they are nominating things because they feel like they owe it to somebody or something. And that is interesting to me. Part of me wonders if that is, you know, a good thing for the Oscars or a bad thing. There's a discussion about how this Oscars, you know, with all these movies, there's not a ton of people in the wide masses of people that have seen very many of these movies. And so that is uh, maybe the downside, but when you really love film, like this is a good, I would say, especially compared to last year, this is a, a pretty good slate of movies and it makes me excited. What it really lacks, I guess, is maybe some of that like star power or like some of the really high profile movies. Um, but it's hard when these movies aren't making a ton of money at the box office, you know, to begin with. And, right. uh, and that, that's true of every type of movie except for a superhero movie. And so... Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, and I may, maybe I'm in a minority. I don't think that I am in terms of the people that really follow uh, awards and Oscars. And uh, I think most of them would rather see good film be recognized than try to make a, uh, a like kind of reach out and try to get the populace more involved i know that that's what the producers of the show want because they want a lot of people to watch the show but i couldn't care um, as long as there's a ceremony if they're just going to stream it on the internet i'll watch it like i don't care whether it's broadcast on abc um every single year and that there's like the big star power part of that i just want to see a celebration of good film and it feels like that's sort of the direction we are headed in um the fact that uh, in some of that, I think, is because uh, with streaming, it's changed the way that certain films are getting to audiences. And so there would have been a point in time where a film, even though most people still haven't seen Drive My Car, but there would have been a point in time where Drive My Car wouldn't have ever had a shot. But because of the fact that... Uh, more independent films are starting to make it um, and they're getting picked up by uh, streaming services like Netflix and Hulu and Apple TV and all that good stuff. Uh, all good. Uh, uh, when, those, when those types of films are starting to get picked up, I think it opens up the door to a lot more independent work and uh, that starts to get included and you get more interesting movies included. Um, and so, yeah, I think that without a doubt, uh, they, it feels like maybe they're not playing the political game as much. Um, there's obviously going to be politics because a lot of money gets spent on some of these campaigns. Um, but with social media and with the way in which critics are able to talk about a lot of these things, um, some of these companies don't have to spend nearly as much money because there's so much good word of mouth. And uh, so that's honestly, that's how Drive My Car got in. Drive My Car does not have a big production company. Uh, Janus Films never has been in play for Oscars. Yeah. So the fact that it made it this far shows that it can be done and it doesn't need an expensive Oscar campaign to get there. Um, and that's awesome to me.
Right. Another note, and I know we're going to shift into another part of just discussing the nominations here in a second, but I just wanted to make a note of the fact that five of the movies that were nominated for Best Picture were movies that at one point or another could have been streamed on a streaming service at the initial release. And now even more have been become available on streaming uh, services. So, it, I mean, this is really interesting, especially considering we would probably both consider Power of the Dog being the favorite, and that's a Netflix film. It would be Netflix's first Best Picture Oscar if they won. So that that is a uh, definitely a, a paradigm shift that's occurring. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, was there any other things that you really liked uh, that you wanted to talk about before we moved to some of the things that we did not like? Um, I think we covered everything. I just wanted to look at my notes real quick. I think that everything, I got to everything that I liked. All right, good, 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 good. Um, yeah, I honestly, uh, I think that it was a really good day. Yeah, there are some disappointments, which we'll talk about here in a moment. Um, but overall, I feel like uh, I was pretty happy with what uh, they gave us. And there's going to be some kind of exciting, interesting races along the way. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I think this was a successful uh, Oscar nomination day. Um, as for some of the things that made me kind of sad and that uh, I, I wish uh, would have been part of this, uh, first and foremost, um, come on, come on. Uh, we kind of expected it, uh, that they weren't going to be included. Uh, I was really, really hoping we'd get a screenplay nom. Um, I thought that was their only chance of getting in. I don't understand why Come On, Come On never was able to get the traction it needed. Uh, it, it feels like a film made to appeal to the Academy. It has a big name actor who is an Academy favorite. Mike Mills has been nominated for a uh, screenplay before. Um, and it, the, the topic just felt very much right in their wheelhouse. And it felt like it, it, it should have been uh, nominated. I almost feel like had this been say like a Netflix uh, acquisition Netflix probably could have gotten it uh, a lot more love because um, it feels sort of like the sort of movie that uh, Netflix would have tried to acquire and done very very well with now I can't remember is come on come on an a24 film or no um I can't remember exactly I, I kind of don't think it is I, I don't no. think it is either I think it's uh, one of the other indie I'm looking it up right now um, but it it just it, it deserved so much more and we just didn't get it it is a 24 it is a okay so what's interesting is you know i mean a24 had a number of movies that came out this year still and um they have been in discussions of maybe trying to work with one of the bigger uh streaming services i know a apple tv was maybe well the favorite for that and the thing that have What's you heard that? about have you heard about their partner? They they did create they now have a partnership. Okay. Um, and it's with Showtime. Okay, so that isn't that isn't great for them in terms of 
like right this moment, but that's really good for Showtime being a uh, player in the future. That evens the playing field in a huge way. And so what I am going to predict based on this is that Showtime is going to use this these types of movies to kind of lay a foundation to get people interested in their platform. And now it will be about essentially building on that brand. And um, yeah, that's actually really exciting. I did not hear about that. That's very exciting. Yeah, so they... They uh, released The Humans uh, this past uh, season on Showtime. And now apparently they have a deal where they're going to start to, when a movie releases in the theaters, they're going to release it at the same time on Showtime. Um, So when After Yang comes out here in a few weeks, they're going to be releasing After Yang both in the theaters and on Showtime on March 4th. Um, Now, I'm not in love with the same day release plan. Yeah. but I still think that that is a, is a better place for a 24 than any of the other streaming services. Yeah. It's going to be interesting now at the very least, I think it's going to be interesting to see kind of what that means um, moving forward. Uh, so yeah, unfortunately, come on, come on. Uh, they did not just they didn't do very well. And that's, that's unfortunate. Um, Can I talk about my biggest snub? Yes, and it may be one that I have on my list. I presume that it's one that I have on my list. Ruth Nega. Yeah. That that hurts, man, because there was room for her, too. You know, like, there's, I think, easy room for her to, to step in in this. And, like, I would have taken her over. I mean, again, I haven't seen Belfast. I, haven't, I would take her over Judy Dench. I'd take her over Kirsten Dunst for sure. I haven't seen Anjanou Ellis, but yeah, that's rough. You know, you know, uh, you know who replaced her? Well, it's got to be Judy Dench, right? No, I think it was Jesse Buckley. Um, oh, really? I think that that was, because ultimately Judy Dench just replaced Katrina Belt. Belf, I think. Oh, like, I think okay. that, that it'd be better, more of a, a swap there. Um, yeah. So it is excited as I was for Buckley, the fact that we lost Ruth Nega, who I would have voted for as my winner, because I think Ruth Nega's performance was my favorite performance of the entire year, regardless of supporting or lead. It was my favorite performance of this entire year. Ruth Nega is an amazing, amazing actress. Um, I haven't seen Loving. Uh, I still want to see Loving. Um, I think she got nominated for that, uh, uh, that movie. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm very excited to see what she continues to do. She is just an absolutely captivating, uh, actress and it is a damn shame that she got booted, um, in this category should never have happened. Uh, she deserved to be there. And the thing that's kind of, I think that is a little bit sad about it too is that jesse buckley uh, made it in as a netflix uh there's a performance on netflix and booted out uh the the performance from passing Ooh. also a netflix uh acquisition i feel like netflix maybe had their hands a little too full and they kind of neglected passing this maybe is an extension of things i don't like um i didn't passing wasn't anywhere close to being my favorite movie of the year but 
I did really like it. And I think there are aspects of the film that deserve to be recognized. Mm-hmm. Um, you could make even an argument that Tessa Thompson should have been in the conversation mm-hmm. for best actress. Uh, it probably should have been in the conversation for cinematography, which the cinematography nominees this year are fantastic. It's but, a perfect, it's a perfect category. I think. Yeah. Like it, there are other good cinematography out there, but the five nominees in cinematography this year are probably the five best nominees we have ever had in cinematography. When the the funny, and I'll get back to Ruth Naga here in just a second, but the funny thing about it is when I heard them announce each one, I'm like, Oh, Oh, that's good too. Oh, that one's good too. And like, I just was getting excited with each one. And then, I can't remember if it was production that went right before or after that, but production's the exact same five. And I was like, that's awesome. I was so pumped. Which yeah, so, the production yeah. design and all of those are fantastic as well. Yes. So. Well, that, that also shows how tied those two yep. aspects of filmmaking are. Um, yeah. With, with Ruth Nega, first I would say, I would agree with you that she's the best performance of the year, regardless of, of, gender and category i think she's the best performance the other thing that i was thinking is you'd made the point that netflix had their hands full in some ways i felt like they pushed passing out of the way and then just made all the room for the lost daughter and it makes me think about how you know and i keep bringing up our conversation about like just the landscape of movies and everything and streaming and how that changes everything i think I hope at least in the next five years, things will settle down because more or less studios will have made their alliances with certain streaming services. And at that point, filmmakers will be able to make decisions about which uh, streaming service slash studio has the best, uh, most advantageous or most beneficial outcome for them. So it's really tough. Like five years from now, I bet, um, I bet Netflix's hands won't be as full as they are today. I mean, they'll still have big projects, but I think we're going to see some of those projects go other places. Here's the thing about a film like The Last Daughter and Passing. They both were probably pretty cheap films for Netflix to acquire because both Maggie Gyllenhaal and Rebecca Hall were, they're, they're not big time directors. Like those are, pretty small productions compared to uh, a lot of the other stuff out there. And so they, they maybe just didn't know what they had on their hands. And uh, all of a sudden they ended up with five to six movies that potentially could be in play for, for Oscars. And you got to kind of pick and choose what you're, where you're going to put your, your money behind. And when you have uh, bigger productions like the power of the dog and uh uh, don't look up um, especially don't look up because a lot of money went into that film um, then that you have to push those movies and they're going to be uh, a little bit more academy friendly so somewhere along the line I think they just kind of follow the the flow and unfortunately for passing it just didn't get the kind of a, awards release that it deserved I mean premiering at I th- Sundance, is interesting because it has become a little bit more of an awards player platform than it used to be. Um, Mm -hmm. But I don't feel like these companies quite know how to posture these releases. Uh, And, and they're still trying to kind of figure that out. 
because even Coda, which was a Sundance film, like it, it felt like that film had no chance at all to be here at the oh. end, uh, based upon the way that it was released and it didn't get another festival run and stuff like that. Um, so I, I don't know. I clearly it was mishand passing was mishandled. It probably could have done better if Netflix pushed it a little bit harder. Um, they just did it. And this is where we're at. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, but I, I mean, overall, I'm happy with, with the fact that lost daughter was pushed a little bit harder. I, I think it has more to offer the Oscars. It's just the Ruth Nega thing rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. Um, that was probably my biggest snub of any of them. I'm curious to know what would be your consideration of the Denis Villeneuve situation. Yeah, that's one of the things that I didn't like. Um, I know that you're not a huge fan of, you weren't a huge fan of Dune, but I think that uh, this is a massive production and uh, this snub to me, feels like uh it was a lot of people that thought that maybe he was automatically in and they left him off the ballot like i don't think anybody went into today thinking that villeneuve was not going to be in that category if somebody wasn't going to be included in that category um in place of uh with uh, Hamaguchi ended up getting probably that fifth slot. Right. Uh, if any of the others weren't going to be in there, there were a lot of people predicting that Spielberg was going to get left out because West Side Story kind of had dropped off, um, which West Side Story ended up having a pretty good day. I think it had a pretty good day considering that people thought that it may be dead in the water. Um, right. And so it, it ended up doing okay. Uh, there were people that, well, I thought uh, Brano might, get left out like that was who I had chosen as the person that was going to get left out um and then I think that uh even Paul Thomas Anderson was probably in more danger than um than than Denis Villeneuve going into today yeah Uh, I I don't I think that everybody knew James Campion was going to be in there um, that would have been the only thing more shocking is if she didn't make the lineup. Right. But uh, I, everybody thought that Villeneuve was kind of in that second spot. Yeah, I, I, uh, I know that I wasn't, you know, we both know that I'm not the biggest fan of Dune. I liked Dune. I just didn't like it as much as I was hoping to. There's no question that the direction is really superb and he, he deserves some recognition. I, I, I will say I haven't seen Belfast, but I, I don't have a problem with the nominees that got in. It's just sad that he had to be left out. You know? Yeah, I mean, like somebody was going to get left out. And so that's the nature of this is that somebody's going to be left out. Um, it would have ticked me off if McKay had made the the five because uh, there was some talk that McKay was going to make this this five. And I think the direction is not good in the uh, yeah don't look up. I think that's probably one of the weakest parts of that film. Um, but not a problem. It didn't end up happening. Uh, I think this adds in a lot, uh, for the 2024 Oscars when, uh, Villeneuve probably is going to be the director winner at that time. And maybe people thought that too. 
that that's what I was just about to say is I think that, you know, people are probably considering, well, he could probably get it another time. And um, I, the weird thing is we don't, the movie's not even shot yet. And both of us feel like that movie is going to be better than this last movie. Well, but but I, I just feel like it has no, I mean, like the story is at such a point where it has to, it has to include more, engaging stuff and this felt like such a uh uh, a prologue almost to the actual story yeah i think the thing that's interesting though about uh villeneuve not being included here is dune still got 10 nominations and so the fact that all these other areas and none of them are acting nominations they didn't get any acting nominations um so the fact that you have all of these nominations but you don't nominate the director like that seems a little bit off to me. Um, right. And so I think, anyway, it's kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, I was, I did not like the fact that he was, was left out there, even though it wasn't my favorite movie of the year. I still recognize what he did was pretty extraordinary. Uh, and I feel like he probably should have been in that, that category. I have one more thing that I don't like that ticks me off and it has to do with production design. Uh, and it's the fact that the French dispatch ended oh, yeah. up getting nothing. Talk about, like, frankly, if I was a voter, I would probably have the French dispatch in my uh, best picture conversation. Um, I think it's one of the more interesting movies of the year. And I, I simply cannot believe that they couldn't even recognize it for production design. The production design in that film is amazing. And even though I love a lot of the, I, I loved all the production design that got nominated. Um, that would have been my pick for best production design. I just think that it, what Wes Anderson does is really special and I don't know what happened like it, it uh it ended up laying a goose egg we thought even we were going to get um a a score nomination and it didn't even get the score nomination yeah well and you know I I was thinking about how French Dispatch was a movie that was supposed to come out in 2020 so it was Dune and you know this is a year that is basically compacting two years worth of really good filmmaking yeah and so that's the result is we are seeing i mean the best actress category is a perfect example of that we're seeing so many movies that are and people that are being cut out of the conversation because it's just a jam-packed full year of really great stuff i would have loved to see french dispatch get any sort of uh, screenplay nomination because i think it's it's superb but Having said that, I, I'm happy about what was nominated for original screenplay. Again, we have another uh, foreign language film that was nominated there. And uh, as upset as I am about French Dispatch not getting the love it, I think it deserves, it, it, you kind of have to see it as, okay, I'm willing to sacrifice it for this because um, this is still pretty good. And, and when I look at that production design conversation it's the same thing with Denis Villeneuve I am not happy about Denis Villeneuve being left out but I'm pretty happy with the directors that I got same thing with production design so yeah it's it's, not like it's getting snubbed for a bad uh represent representative which has happened in the past where a lot of categories where it's 
filled with not as good of nominees and uh, it still gets left out. So um, yeah, it, I guess it is what it is. Um, that is all I have for uh, stuff that I don't like. Um, is there anything else there before we move on to a few more of the surprise snubs that I think could be talked about here? Uh, I don't think that I have anything here. I think I'm ready to move forward. Okay. So uh, we already talked about Balf, Balf getting uh, snubbed, which was a big surprise. I thought that she was essentially a lock. Um, she is one of, she was just one of two um, supporting actresses that had been nominated at all the big uh, uh, awards. And so like I thought for sure she was going to be included in that that five and she just wasn't um the other act supporting actress would be ariana debose she mm -hmm. was the only other one who had been nominated everywhere um so we already talked about that additionally lady gaga getting not included here she was the only <laughs> of the actresses that had been nominated everywhere else and so it seemed like a lock so now we have a situation where there isn't that consistency and we're going to get some different winners at all the different places. Um, and what will get really interesting is critics choice and uh, BAFTA are on the same night. They're going to announce their winners on the same night. What happens if uh, Lady Gaga ends up winning uh, the BAFTA because she's clearly going to be one of the top choices there. Um, and then what if she could maybe win critics choice, but it's, I, I would assume it will probably be um, uh, for Spencer. Uh, Stewart. Yeah, Kristen Stewart. I don't know why I couldn't think of it. Kristen Stewart. Uh, and so then that makes things really interesting. So now we have Kidman, Gaga, who's not nominated, and Kristen Stewart, who is nominated. Um, so that, I think that would make things really, really interesting going into, and then we don't know who's going to win SAG. Let's say somebody like Jennifer Hudson ends up winning SAG, um, yeah. and she didn't get nominated, right? Uh, which I mean, I think was a little bit expected, but another good performance that clearly people like, um, mm -hmm. that doesn't, that didn't get nominated here. Um, so I think actress has become very, very interesting all over again this year. Right. And, uh, you know, it's because of some of the snubs that we're getting. Um, a new one that we haven't talked about yet. Being the Ricardos in screenplay. Yep. We talked about the fact that if there was a screenplay that potentially could be a dark horse to win this category, it might be being the Ricardos. I mean, Aaron Sorkin is pretty beloved by the Academy and the fact that three of the performances got nominated, um, but they, it didn't get that. Uh, ultimately that leads to it being left out of the best picture race, but mm -hmm. um yeah, the, the fact that it got snubbed in screenplay was really shocking to me. I was not expecting that. Well, and, you know, it, it's, it's a snub that you 
you are recognizing, we both recognize it as a snub because it was what was expected. But when we actually look at the screenplay itself, it's probably not as good as some of these other screenplays. And I um, haven't seen it yet, so I can't be a, a judge about that, but uh, or on that. But uh, there, there are aspects of it that are very well done and very Aaron Sorkin y, but I think structure wise, it is maybe a little messy. That's just my personal opinion. Um, but yeah, it would have been in uh, the original screenplay or the adapted screenplay? Uh, I believe it's the original screenplay. Okay, so I mean, I guess I would have put it in over Don't Look Up. I don't think that the writing in Don't Look Up was that spectacular. Um, I think what makes Don't Look Up a decent movie is just the basic premise and then essentially kind of riffing on that premise you know and i don't think that that takes great writing i i in fact think that don't look up is the type of movie that probably could have like used some rewrites <laughs> you know what i mean like uh and been polished a little bit more so yeah but yeah that's interesting and and then in terms of other snubs really for for screenplay i noticed that we don't have uh Kushner, Tony Kushner in here as well. Yeah. And that that isn't enormous because it's a remake of a pretty well-known movie, but still I think that that's a little bit of a surprise. I don't know about you. Well, so it probably it would have been a surprise about a month ago, I think. Um the fact that it seemed like was well, story was just going to be in every category um but it had missed on some of the so the us the usc scripter award uh that is given to an adapted screenplay and it missed the nominations for that um it also missed at uh the wga which is the writer writers mm -hmm. guild of america and the writers guild of america didn't even include uh, a few of the big time uh, scripts, because if you're not a member of the WGA, then you cannot get nominated. Mm -hmm. So part of the dog is not in there because that uh, Jim Campion is not a member. Um, so some of the bigger, like it, it couldn't even make it in, in that, uh, in, in a watered down field. Um, and so there were some warning signs that it may not make it here. Uh, and, and so I had it on the outside um and you know it really there were six screenplays that i think were really going to be in contention for a nomination and one of them had to get left out um and it just so happened that it was west side story mm. yeah um yeah and, and that that's it's i'm okay with it um but I, I did, I was very moved by this version of West Side Story. I thought I, it worked in a lot of ways. I was too. And I, I probably would have had it in if uh, I was a voter, but you know, I'm not. <laughs> so <laughs> here we are. Um, I have a couple lower tier films that I, I would consider to be or lower category films that I would consider to be um, snubs. And it, they may not be like really a, a true snub, but uh, in the documentary category, the fact the rescue did not get nominated, that really surprised me. Uh, it's the same director as Free Solo. 
Um, so his their work had already been uh, recognized by the Academy. Um, the fact that it's a National Geographic film, you have a lot kind of behind that, which then Disney's also pushing that. So I thought the, the rescue should be in there. Um, the other was procession and not so much because I was just expecting that documentary to be um, a part of this conversation, but because uh, it is a Netflix film and Netflix has been killing it in this category the last few years and Netflix didn't get a film in uh, the documentary category. And so that kind of surprised me um, that both of those were snubbed. Uh, documentary is always kind of weird there's always some big time films that get snubbed a lot of people thought that summer of soul might end up getting snubbed because that's the favorite to win mm. um and and it didn't and so i was really happy that summer of soul made it in like i was expecting it to be in and i was expecting flea to be in but uh you never know you just never know with documentaries because documentaries are kind of weird like that yeah well it's also a testament to, I think, how Disney is bad at, at campaigning for their movies, um, other than their animated movies. Yeah. Like, unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> really I mean, unfortunate. Especially with their acquisition of Fox, that just does not bode well with so many other major movies as well. Yeah. Um, You're going to have to change their plan a little bit. Yep. Um, any, any other snubs for I have one more um, and it is in the international film category uh, a hero which is a film directed by uh, Oscar Ferrari um, he has been really really well respected in the academy has had some films win in the international film category uh, early on a hero was kind of considered to be um the front runner before we really knew what we had on our hands uh it, it felt like that was the sort of film that could maybe even break into a best picture category um that ferrari could uh could have been nominated for best director and that film just kind of ended up on outside and uh it i mean this year's international lineup is pretty good i mean there were a lot of actually films that people were talking about in new and uh, we're getting a little bit more um, screen time uh, than in past years. So it was a little bit more competitive and, you know, some, somebody probably had to get left out, but I was a little bit surprised that a hero did get left out. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm excited to watch it. It's on Amazon if I'm not wrong. And uh, I've heard very good things about it. Yeah. I'm sure it's very, very good. Um, just, you know, it is what it is. All right, let's finish the show by talking just about a few uh, surprise inclusions. We already talked about Dench. That was probably the biggest one for us. We couldn't believe that Dench was included. Uh, we also couldn't believe that J.K. Simmons was included. Um, but another one in the supporting actor category that we haven't talked about yet is Jesse Plemons, um, mm. who hadn't really had any traction up until... Uh, I think he received a BAFTA nomination, um, but the fact that he ended up in this category, uh, it, it's a good performance. It's just very, very subtle. It's a little bit understated performance, uh, but a lot of people were pleasantly surprised by the fact that Jesse Plemons got included here. Yeah, four acting nominations for Power of the Dog. That's pretty impressive. 
Well, and I think that says a lot about um, this film. Right. Uh, Power of the Dog is clearly now the favorite. Um, and that, that I don't think that you can really make an argument right now that anything else is going to win and be confident in that argument. There's this really, I, I just want to plug this real quick. There's a cool behind the scenes short on Netflix that's uh, about uh, Jane Campion working with the actors in Power of the Dog. And it is pretty cool to see the way she interacts with the actors and talks about the scenes with them. And um, you you get a sense that that those performances are the result of not only really good performers, but really a really good direction as well. And so... Uh, it makes me that much more confident that she's probably going to win Best Director. Well, it's good. Yeah. I mean, and she she deserves to win Best Director. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And then we did talk, we already talked about Worst Person in the World being included. Uh, I was not expecting that at all. Um, and the fact that it was, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, so I don't, I can't say whether it was a good inclusion, but from what I've heard it was. Um, and yeah, I mean, it took the, took the spot of being the Ricardos. So um, I, I hope it's better than being the Ricardos. I, I imagine it probably is. Uh, there's been a lot of love for that film. And yeah, it, it very well. Uh, probably wasn't maybe as far off from, like if in a year where you don't have Drive My Car, uh, maybe that's a movie that gets a little bit more traction for being kind of that international film that the Academy embraces and puts into a best picture category. Um, so anyway, I, I have that. Then the last thing that I want to talk about is Tick, Tick, Boom. Tick, Tick, Boom getting in the editing category despite not getting a best picture nomination is really a little bit, uh, mind-boggling um there was a lot of talk about the editing for tick tick boom the editing is quite good it's probably one of the stronger parts of that film but uh very rarely do we see films get nominated in editing that aren't nominated in best picture and so mm -hmm. i think uh, tick tick boom had two nominations it had editing and it had andrew garfield um and yeah, it kind of had just fallen off the, the map. So the fact that it's here is really surprising because I don't think a lot of people were expecting that. Yeah, and I, I think that uh, when I'm looking at the rest of the film editing um, category, it's interesting because it got in when there's definitely some other movies that I would have put in over that and some of the other ones that got in there as well. So it, it's, it's a, I would say maybe a weaker category, to be honest. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't quite know what, what was going on with that. Um, editing is strangely a very, very important category. Maybe it's not strange. Maybe that just like editing plays such a role in whether or not a, a movie is great. Uh, well, and I think the idea is that it, when you say it's strangely really important, it's it's it should be like one of the top tier awards, you know, like it should be the, up there with screenplay actor, but it doesn't get the same level of uh, kind of praise that those other areas do. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, something that uh, should be of note as we kind of transition to closing up this show. 
uh, is that with the editing category since 1980, that's as far back as I went, I could have kept going back, but since 1980, only two films um, that have won Best Picture were not nominated in the editing category. Um, and that was in 1980, Ordinary People, uh, that, that film was not. And then uh, I don't remember what year it was, but Birdman. Birdman also was not, but Birdman makes sense why it wouldn't have been. It should it, technically it probably should have been because the film was still had to be edited to make it look like it was one shot, but because it doesn't have the uh, editing between shots, um, it didn't get nominated. Uh, so it doesn't look good for Belfast since Belfast did not make this cut. Um, I think that makes the power of the dogs case even stronger um, for it's kind of locked in to, to win best picture. Uh, honestly, now it almost feels like Dune is the second place uh, film uh, despite not getting a director nomination, um, which is kind of funny, but uh it, and it's, it, I, I think it's strange because there's honestly a case to be made that like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we get to Oscar night and by the end of the night, don't look up ends up winning somehow because, and here I'll explain why, I feel like Power of the Dog is really at a high point and, and it feels like it has nowhere to go but down in terms of its its uh, momentum. And I believe also that there's a potential uh, kind of complacency or not, maybe that's not the right word, but the idea that, well, that one's going to win anyway. I'm going to support this. Or that they want to like celebrate a movie that has something to say, you know, like don't look up. And so I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of starting to worry about it a little bit. <laughs> well, I mean, d without a doubt, uh, Don't Look Up has seemed to pick up some steam. It was obviously very loved by BAFTA, which is surprising because BAFTA doesn't really like American films that much. Uh, there are a lot of other American films that it didn't vote for in, or in favor of, but clearly they loved Don't Look Up. It made their top five. Um, and it was included in a lot of other categories as well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that Don't Look Up is the dark horse winner and ends up pulling off uh, an upset on Oscar night. And I will be upset if it does. That is that is the definition of an upset. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're really... I don't think any other, I think all the other movies in the best picture category, I would be fine if they won best picture with the exception of Don't Look Up. Right. Uh, and don't Look Up was nominated for editing and the editing in that movie is terrible. It is terrible. It is terrible. I, I would say Don't Look Up is kind of the uh, Bohemian Rhapsody of this year. Yes, it is. It is somehow, like it, it somehow just got so much recognition, even though it's just a, I think a very, it's not a bad movie. It's a very mediocre movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is, it's, it's disappointing. Like, I didn't think that it was like, I don't, I, I don't know what other people are seeing. <laughs> like I, I feel like maybe they, 
they think that all the things that are being talked about in this movie are some like fresh, like, oh, cool. Somebody's talking about it. But I feel like I've been thinking about these things for like the last like five to six years of my life. And uh, now it almost seems a little late to be having this conversation. Maybe five or six years ago, I would have loved this movie, but now I'm just exhausted by it. Well, and uh, to be honest, we talk about movies that maybe do a better job of sending this message. Come on, come on, has a better message, I think, about climate change than this does. I agree. Has more to say in a more nuanced way. And it still feels superhuman and it's funny. And like, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, I think that this is the, big in-your-face movie that they decided to nominate this year and uh i don't think it's gonna win i really don't i still think power of the dog's gonna end up winning but uh yeah you're i i don't think that you're out of line in suggesting that this could be play uh upset and uh come in there and kind of shock us um, yeah. But with that being said, I think as we get a little bit closer to the Oscars, if it has potential to do so, I think we're going to know it. Um, yeah. I, I, I think that there will be other signs that point to the potential for that happening as it's picking up awards in some of these other places. And, um, and so we won't be completely caught off guard, uh, but yeah, I, I would not be overly thrilled. Um, did you happen to, were you able to, or did you know what your percentage of correct guesses were for? I didn't tabulate the lower categories, so I didn't figure it out. I saw yours though, so give us the reveal. What, what did yeah, you so I, I went into uh, today hoping to get 75%, and I ended up at 72% straight up uh, with all of my picks. But if you substitute in my um alternatives i ended up at 78 percent. i wish i would have spent a little more time with the shorts uh one of the shorts i only got one right in one of the short categories which really hurts that percentage and it's i i think i could have maybe got one or two more in that one maybe one in all the other ones that i didn't get because i just i i kind of just brashly picked uh, a few of them that that kind of had some support but if i would have looked into it a little bit more i feel like i could have made a little bit better educated guesses and uh could have done better but next year my question for you before we close off here did you get any category a hundred percent correct? I did. Um, I got, I can't remember exactly what categories that they, they were. Uh, it must've been acting. Um, I, yeah, I got actor. I got best actor. Um, that category category completely right. But none of the other ones I did. In acting. Okay. Um, I think there was, I think I got all of, um adapted screenplay okay and i think i got maybe all of cinematography that's pretty good maybe i didn't get cinematography i can't remember yeah i think it was cinematography um so yeah i i got a few of them that were all the way right um but then there were a few that were a little bit sad so (laughs) (laughs) well we have uh, about what is it a month and a half until oscar night Yep. So, so 
we'll get to see who campaigns really well for it. If don't look up suddenly races in and makes me cry rivers. <laughs> yep. Uh, I am just kind of as a lead up to the next few months, I still have to uh, finish watching all of the nominees for the independent spirit awards uh, ballots come out for that on um, Friday. So I got to, got to watch a few more there in order to be able to have seen all 40 of the nominees um i without the shorts i think there were 39 different films that got nominated for an oscar so when you add in the shorts you got an additional 15 there um and so i i think i have about 15 movies to still see if i want to try to see all the oscar movies so i'm gonna have a busy next month and a half uh, try yeah. to play a, little, play a little bit of catch up, but there are a few that I really, really want to see that I just missed the first time around. I know like King Richard is going to be coming uh, to one of the indie theaters around here. So I might try to catch that while it's there. Worst person in the world is coming to the film streams next weekend. Um, so I want to catch that. Um, yeah. There, there's still a handful of movies that I haven't seen that I am really excited to still see um and so yeah it's gonna be a fun month and a half and uh and then and then the the year of 2021 in film is over yep it was a good year though it was yeah i i think it was a really good year a lot of great films and uh yeah we'll do a show leading up to um the oscars before a prediction show uh to release our favorites of the year um, and kind of do a celebration of the stuff that maybe didn't get included, but we still think is the best in film of 2021. So thanks for listening to this show. Thanks for listening the last five days as we released our, our predictions for nominations. Uh, and we hope that you join us real soon for another actual movie review. <laughs> See you later.